Hello, everyone, and welcome to Long Story Short, a podcast where we review two-sided topics on the minds of college students and condense them into informative, civil, 30 minutes or less in order to create wider campus discussions. Our stories presents Long Story Short. Apologies for uh, the different voice you're going to hear as host this week. Um, today, stepping in for Jorge Jimenez, we have Riley Atkinson um, because Jorge is sick. So, you know, in times we uh, we adapt. So thank you. This week's episode, are tattoos unprofessional? Having visible tattoos has been a topic of contention for many years in specific professions. Certain careers, from law to business to food service, have dress codes in which visible tattoos and piercings are not allowed. But times are changing and more and more people are doing body modifications. So the question becomes, why is there such a stigma around tattoos and does it really matter whether your tattoos are visible or not? Hi, everyone. I'm here with Luisa Fergoso-Rogers, who is an academic program manager for human genetics at the University of Utah. She has worked at the university for 12 years and enjoys working with her students through their genetic counseling career. Um, Currently, she has one tattoo on her wrist of her children's birth dates and plans for another soon. How are you doing today, Luisa? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm fantastic. Thank you. So I got to know, what is your other plans for a tattoo? So um, we are very much animal lovers at my house. And so we've always had dogs. So I would like to have some paw prints. But I don't want the traditional paw print, you know, the the, the bear-like paw print. I really want something different. So I haven't found it yet. And then when I do, I will put it back. I'll put it in the same area. It'll be kind of fun. I'm excited. You know, t- tattoos are so... You, you think about it and you talk to the artists and they say, you know, this is so important because I'm putting artwork on you that you're going to have until you die. It's going to stay on you. You can't really rub it off. You can take it off, but you can't. It's, it's there forever. So I think it has. it's so important for me for it to be something that means a lot. So that makes sense. So obviously you have your children's names. What made you decide to go for it? Um, the, the tattoo is a, a seashell that my children, I come from Portugal. My children used to go with me every summer back home, and we used to go to the beach with my mother, and this would be the shell that they most loved to pick. My daughter, Jennifer, would have bottles and bottles that we'd try to bring back into the country, and they'd always get confiscated, but then we'd got really sneaky and put them in between the clothes and stuff. But anyway, so we'd bring these shells, and so when my mother passed away, I thought this would be a good way to remember. And my children's birthdays, it just means a lot to me when they were born and you know, it was so fun to have them and and so it was more of a you know a continuation of my life kind of thing so that's why I decided to put their numbers that's incredible so what in your career has this affected you at all has ha- having a tattoo or wanting tattoos impacted um, your decisions you know I remember going to an interview here at the U a couple of years ago and um, I'd gone to my first interview 
Everything went great. And then they called me back. I went to my second interview. And by the way, the managers were saying some, some things. She'd off, uh, obviously had done reference checks on me because my previous job used to call me L and I used to call him R. And so she started to refer to me as L. So I'm like, okay, you've, you've spoken to my previous supervisor. We're having a conversation. And as we're having a conversation, I'm very, I use my hands a lot. So as I'm using my hands, my shirt is coming up. And I see her look at the tattoo and she looks at it and her face completely changed. And I thought, oh, that's interesting. I didn't think too much about it. So, you know, I said, you know, the, the, the second interview went great. They were, she was very enthusiastic, but she sort of started to change. Her body language changed a little bit. And I thought, oh, OK, no big deal. Never heard back from them. Oh, that's so unfortunate. <laughs> it was unfortunate because, you know, a tattoo is not indicative of my skills. It's a creative art piece that I have on my body. So having them say or think that I wasn't good enough because of a tattoo, um, maybe because the tattoo to them meant what a lot of people think is that, you know, you're a hooligan or, you know, you're dangerous or you might be intimidating. It's got nothing to do with it. It's a creativity that I have stamped on my body to show something that I love, which is my mother and my children. So thank you for that. Where do you think the idea came from that tattoos are unprofessional? You know, that's a really good question. So when I started my career many, many years ago, um, I started in human resources. And I remember going to interviews and a couple of people in, in the interviews had, um, were, you know, dressed very professionally. They looked very nice. Well, there was a one person that um, was just sweating profusely. And I said, you know, you're, you're welcome to take off your coat. It's very warm in here. And the person said, oh, thank you very much. Well, when they took off their coat, they had sleeves. And I don't know if they were wearing their jacket just to not show the sleeves. The moment I saw those sleeves, automatically my instinct was like, oh, my gosh, this person is probably someone that I'm just going to be afraid of. Or this is someone that's going to be not going to fit well in our environment. Oh, I'm not very sure about this thing. And it was so interesting because now that I think about it, then I was like, oh, we're not going to do this. I don't care how good he is, but mm, we're not going to do this. Now, my impression is so different because once my family started having tattoos and I, I witnessed the creativity going into it, my idea of it completely changed. And now I look at it as something like, oh, my gosh, that's got a story to it that has some meaning to it. And so now I look at it and I go, oh, it doesn't really matter. But I think when I talk to people um, about it, because once I was told I was going to come on, um, I thought I'd ask some of my senior friends. I belong to an aqua group and they're, you know, 70 and <laughs> above. So I asked them and every single one of them said, oh, no, tattoos, they're so intimidating. I'm so afraid when I go and see them. They're, they're just going to be mean people. I just know it. And it's really interesting that 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 generation, which is, you know, slightly mine, that's the idea that we have of people with tattoos. They're scary people, you know. Ooh, I don't want to be around them. I'm sort of nervous. So um, I think it's a, it's a culture shock. We, you know, we need to change the culture. It doesn't matter. That, that's not, it doesn't define the person. A tattoo is not a definition. It's, it's, an, it's an embellishment of the person. I like that. An embellishment. That's, <laughs> that's such a good way to think of it. Um, so one last question. Many cultures have a history of tattoos, such as oceanic cultures. Uh, what role do you think these specific tattoos play in changing the idea that tattoos are unprofessional? Oh, I think it's brilliant. 
I think it's brilliant. I don't know if you saw that lady from New Zealand with a Maori on her chin. And it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is so liberating. It's just so wonderful that they feel comfortable to show something that belongs to their culture, to the whole world and not be embarrassed by it. You know, having to ask someone to hide their tattoos because it might not be professional is offensive because we don't know. I don't know what your tattoo means to you. I don't know if you have that tattoo because it's it's belonging to your family line, if you're an African-American, if you're a Native American. I don't know that. I'm just making an assumption that the tattoo is going to be like, oh my gosh, it's scary. I should embrace that. And, and that's what I'm more and more learning. And the, 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 the more I talk to people about it, because it's always a common HR discussion, tattoos and professionalism, um, I try to tell people, open your eyes to the person. Don't open your eyes to what they have. You know, this person might be the best person we could ever hire. And we just don't do that because they've got a tattoo. I mean, that's just, it would be like, you know, maybe if I have, you know, one eye that's blue and one eye that's yellow, it's the same thing. You wouldn't hire me because I'm not conventional. I don't look like everybody else. That's the whole thing about tattoos. We're making ourselves unique. We're making ourselves strong and special. And that's what you should be looking at. Not at my tattoo, at me. That was incredible. Do you <laughs> have, you. yeah, of course. Do you have any last thoughts? No, um, it was great. Thank you so much for letting me come. Uh, it was a pleasure talking to you and um, all my best. I encourage everyone to get a tattoo, uh, be what it is. Uh, you want to put it on your face? Go for it. You know, you want to put it on your neck? Go for it. Life is too short. Have fun. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hey, long story short, listeners, we're looking for people to fill positions this next semester. If you're interested in being a writer, podcast panelist, or interviewer for our team, please apply on the U Student Media website. We'll link it to our show notes. Today, we're here with Ian Hermet, who graduated in outdoor and community recreation education in 2020 and dreams of being a park ranger. He has a total of 17 tattoos located on his arms and legs and likes to get out of the city and explore national parks or spend time in the mountains working on his photography skills in his free time. You can find him on Instagram at E underscore Hermet and at E underscore Photography of Nature. So, Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good. Perfect. Well, let's just dive right in. So I got to ask, what what are your tattoos? Tell me about them. My tattoos, um, they're dinosaurs, they're animals. There's a couple of odd, like the outdoor compass, the petroglyph. That's awesome. Uh, what is your favorite one and why? My favorite one, I have one on my leg that is a memorial to one of my dogs. And so that one is always going to hold a special place in my heart. I've been wanting to get one of my dogs for a minute. So that's a, that's a good one. Okay. So I've got to ask, do you think tattoos are unprofessional? I'm going to say it depends. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to elaborate more on that answer, which is like these tattoos that I have, you know, they're visible by wearing a t-shirt. They don't define if how I interact with the customers, how I interact with people. They don't, when I'm working in a, well, I'm in a warehouse, it's not going to interact 
or change how I, uh, you know, pull inventory or stuff like that. You know, tattoos will not change any of that. <clears throat> Depending on the tattoo and the placement, that could be seen as a negative persona. That makes a lot of sense. So where do you think the idea came from that tattoos are unprofessional? Just in the early, I don't want to say early days of tattoos because we found them on mummies. But there's a time where the saying was like, you can find tattoos on like sailors and people who've been to jail. You know, you look at the history of tattoos, like it's rock stars that have them. It's, you know, gangsters. It's all these people that have this sort of negative negative um, perception or have this negative, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like a tough persona or like a connotation? There's somebody that doesn't match what society wants. It's not that, you know, nine to five job, I've got the house, the wife, the three kids, the house with the white picket fence. They're the outlaws. In the early days, you know, when that cookie cutter form was, you know, normal, that's, I think, where that sort of stigma came from, where tattoos aren't professional. But as time has gone on, as we've seen with, like, the early 2000s with TV shows like Miami Inc., LA Inc., uh, Ink Master, we see that it's more artistic. There's great tattoo workers out there. And it's more of an art form than just somebody with a tattoo. That's awesome. That's a really incredible answer. And I'd love to know more about what you think about those TV shows and how they expanded maybe your perception of tattoos or what led to you getting tattoos. So with the TV shows... Growing up, I've always liked tattoos. My dad had a cousin that was just covered in a head to toe in tattoos. One of the nicest, sweetest people that you'll ever meet. And so when people would tell me people with tattoos are bad people, I'm like, that's not true. I know somebody with tattoos who's like <laughs> one of the nicest people. And so when I would watch these TV shows, I watch why somebody would get a tattoo. And, you know, they would go into their whole story of, you know, this tattoo is to remembering my son. This one is to, it's for my family. The downside to this is I thought that any tattoo I got had to have this deep personal meaning to me. Granted, some of my tattoos do have deep personal meetings. Some of them are just, that flower looks pretty and I want to look at a pretty flower. <laughs> that makes sense. Do you think there are certain placements of tattoos that are considered more unprofessional than others. Going to go with the uh, visible tattoos, like on the hands, the face, the neck. Those ones are pretty hard to hide. My tattoos, if I want to, I can wear a jacket, I can wear a long sleeve shirt, and they're covered, and nobody's going to know. Do you feel like you should have to hide your tattoos? I don't, but I think if you're going to do something that's on your face, if you're going to do something on your neck or on your hands, 
And this is what I've seen from tattoo artists. It's, they're not just going to do it to a first-time tattooer or person getting tattoos. They want to make sure that, you know, you're secure in your job field, your career, or whatever it is before, you know, doing something that could potentially, you know, ruin your life. Yeah, for sure. Um, what do you think about colored tattoos? I see that you have both colored and black and white tattoos. Do you think colored tattoos versus black and white tattoos have a certain perception of one being more professional than the other? Because I see that you have both colored and black and white tattoos. So I don't think so. I mean, but if you look at my tattoos, for example, I have this nice, cute orange fox. It's bright and vibrant. <laughs> I don't think people are going to be looking at me like, oh, he's a bad person. They're probably going to think he likes cute, cuddly animals. Even black and gray ones like my compass. It's fine. If, again, and I think this comes down to subject matter. I think if I was covered in... No, Grim Reapers, cross you no know, skulls and crossbows. People might have more of a negative opinion on me, might think it's more unprofessional. It doesn't tell them six four, and that adds to being a scary person. <laughs> so I think it depends on like what your tattoos are and how that plays a role. You know, if it's black and white or a color, how that makes a difference. Awesome. So I'm gonna ask you one more question. And I know that you work with children and you're hoping to be a park ranger. How do you think tattoos have influenced you in your fields? Have you seen any negative effects or have they been mostly positive? Mine have been mostly positive. You know, the kids, when I was getting new tattoos quite frequently, it was like, what's the newest, newest tattoo? <laughs> some of our you know, new kids, some of the old kids will be like, Ian, can you show them your frog tattoos? Can you show them these? And so they had their own personal favorite of my tattoos. Um, as far as potential jobs in the future, I chose a job or trying to pursue a career in the outdoor world where I'm wearing business casual right now, which is no t-shirt and pants. <laughs> I'm not too concerned about the career field. Now, working for the government, it might ruffle a few feathers. I don't know. That's also a whole different story of trying to land a job with them because it's more than just showing up and having tattoos or not. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Ian. I really appreciate you coming in and talking to us. You are welcome. Do you have any closing thoughts? My closing thoughts are for those who are thinking about tattoos and all that. You know, it took me a while to start my collection just because when I was younger, it's like I didn't know who I was. And so I made a couple of bad mistakes with tattoos during that time. <laughs> and yes, I have had jobs deny me because of a tattoo that was visible. Once you find you know, your career, your path, you know, if you find tattoos and tattoo artists that do good work, you know, go for it. You know, be willing to accept that car crash because while tattoo 
that perception has changed over the years, there's still some people out there that are going to have that negative um, perception of you. For sure. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. It is panel time, and it's interesting because I'm stepping into Jorge's role. So congratulations, everyone. You get to hear my voice. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, let's start off with our normal roundtable. We're going to go around and say our names, pronouns, what major we are and what year we are. And then, of course, we got to ask, do you have tattoos and what is your favorite one or what is one that you would have if you don't have any? So let me go first. I am Riley Atkinson. I use she, her pronouns. I'm a third year peace and conflict studies and sociology student. And I do have a few tattoos. Actually, I recently just got one of the great wave because I'm a nerd and I used to work at an art museum. So there you go. Nice. My name is Ben Moore. I use he, him, his pronouns. I'm a third year poli-sci and peace and conflict studies major, and I do not have any tattoos. My name's JJ Rogers. My pronouns are she, hers. I am a fourth year English major, and I have two tattoos, and my favorite one is on my chest, and it is two chrysanthemums and an orchid. Cute. Uh, My name is Maya Harris. I use they, them pronouns. Um, I am a third year studying history, teaching, and political science. I do not have any tattoos. However, I have 50 million on a Pinterest board that I do want. (laughs) So, you know, once I get the money, watch out for that. That's (laughs) a big step. What's going to be the first one, Maya? Um, I really want, I really like the book The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. Um, And so I I want a goldfinch with kind of like a shackle trailing behind it um, somewhere. But um, I also want one for my sister who passed away. (gasps) A bouquet of flowers for her. So, you know. (laughs) My heart. Beautiful. What a good intro. I love it. So let's get right to it. Do you guys think tattoos are unprofessional? Let's go for it. I think they're seen as unprofessional. Yeah. Yeah, this is stigma. I think in general, no. Um... I think there are a couple specific cases where they could be, but it's not about a tattoo. It's about what tattoo it is. I think if it's like a white supremacist tattoo, mm-hmm. Beautiful. that's bad. And then I think like, you know, someone like if you're like in a gang, you know, certain gangs are like shown by tattoos. I think that can be seen as not very good. Just but that doesn't really have as much to do with the tattoo as the group affiliation. Yeah, that makes true. sense. What about like nudity? Honestly, it's got to a point where it's like, I don't really see that because there's some there's a tattoo artist that I follow on Instagram who's very much like into that and draws that. But I think it's very much opening for the person. Like, what if the person's very constrained about their body and they want to have that image Mm -hmm. on them to keep them as a reminder of like their beautiful body? So it's very much dependent on the story and background. But I mean, if it is very pornographic, then that goes into very questionable states. Well, and I think I see a lot of people out there getting like body positivity tattoos. Like you see Mm -hmm. um, a lot of women getting tattoos to celebrate what their bodies look like. And I think that's Mm -hmm. wonderful. Absolutely. I will say, I think there's certain professions that... Oh, for sure. Yes, there are contexts. Children. appropriate. Yeah. Yeah. Maya and I work with children and... That would be no. We wouldn't not interest. You get too many questions, being like, "What's that?" Yeah, Yeah, I would rather just cover it up in that case, which is so unfortunate. Mm -hmm. But it just context is really important. I think for sure. 
Yeah. Well, and tattoos can be used to to cover things. Like I, I know a lot of trans individuals that use tattoos to cover um, their top surgery um, scars, um, mm. people who cover their trigger warning, mm-hmm. self-harm scars. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in that way, it can also be used as like a beautiful way to like remember what happened to your body and move on, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. For yeah. sure. I mean, even surgery scars. I've yeah. seen mm-hmm. a lot of people who get those spinal tattoos because they've had scoliosis surgery. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, or I'm trying to think of another example. There's like stretch mark ones I've seen. Stretch mark oh, tattoos. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Cover those. I had to have my gallbladder removed. Whoa. I want vines going up my ribs to cover those yeah. scars yeah. From, from the surgery. So then I got to ask yeah. from a religious standpoint, how do you think tattoos are viewed? Um, I run the LDS church, um, which is predominant in Utah. It's definitely viewed as like, like you, you don't want to put something on your body. That's like the generous religious dogma because your body's seen as a temple. Mm-hmm. I mean, I probably don't view it the same way as a lot of church members do. Um, I certainly like that's a consider as an active member of the church. That's a consideration I make, but it's not like a hardcore for me. Like I could never, ever get a tattoo anywhere if that makes sense. But I think to a lot of church members, that is something they believe. Mm -hmm. And I want to be respectful of that. Oh, for sure. Yeah. 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 And I mean, like, it's your body, right? Like, you're not hurting anyone (laughs) um, by not getting one. And you're not hurting anyone Mm -hmm. like by getting unless it's like, a racist tattoo. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> don't don't get like a white supremacist. No, yeah. no, far from that. Far from that. <laughs> but I mean, I that's I mean, it's you could choose not to get a tattoo, and like it's fine. <laughs> there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with oh. not getting a tattoo. Just don't yeah. yell at people when they get a tattoo. Yeah. Bodily For autonomy. Sure. Bodily autonomy. Yes, <laughs> okay. Why do you guys think that tattoos are seen as unprofessional? Where does that stem? It's very like generational. You got that mm-hmm. huge gap where it's like we've got the young age who's very much like open, wanting to express, wanting to have body autonomy. And then we have the older generation, like what Louisa said, that it's very much they're scared and intimidated because they're not they've seen it as a certain group has always had these tattoos. And it's never as a freeing statement. It was like a marker. Like there was um a story that she told me that one of her friends, um, her husband, had a tattoo of another woman's name. And it was very much of like a, a marker of saying like in the military, they had that and they have those women's names. So I always think that it's seen as a masculine thing and that feminine women don't get it in that general time. And it's pretty intimidating. Mm-hmm. I think sure. it comes down to like how also like think about like, in olden times, people would, like, tattoo prisoners, you know? Mm. But, like, Jean Valjean. Anyways, it's kind of how we, you know, societally would view prisoners and how even today we don't, we view people that have been to prison as, like, less than human at times. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a large part of culturally where that comes from. I definitely have to add that I think there is some white supremacy in the idea that tattoos are inferior because Mm -hmm. as we mentioned in our interviews there's oceanic cultures Mm -hmm. or even i i could just start listing them Mm -hmm. but white people coming into power and saying 
you're not as civilized as me and this is a marker. Yeah. So I think that's definitely been an influence mm-hmm. in our society. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, and Riley and I took the same um, history of the Pacific class. Oh. Definitely um, recommend. Would recommend. It was very interesting. But there, there was a whole week, at, week module on tattoos. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was so interesting to learn that when white colonizers came in and colonized the region, they just like completely blacklisted any tattooing um, in some places. In some places it was allowed. In some places it was banned completely. But they continued doing it underground. And today we see a resurgence of people regaining their culture and like doing it in a way that means something to them. And I think that's really beautiful. I'm going to wrap up and say thank you for spending time with us. And I just want to go around and say, does everybody think tattoos should be accepted into the workforce depends on which ones but yes <laughs> depends and yes yeah, yeah depends on just in general probably but there are probably exceptions yeah sweet i'm glad we're all on the same page thank you so much for joining us hopefully you've learned something new bye, bye. And that's been a long story made short. Thank you for listening. Long Story Short is an affiliate of Our Stories and University of Utah Student Media. And please make sure to list our social medias. Our Stories, O-U-R dot S-T-O-R one E-S on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and soon to be TikTok. And you'll also find our handles on the description of the podcast below. Thank you. Special thanks to Connor Nygaard and Parker Service for audio editing, Maya Harris and Riley Atkinson for the intro and cover graphics, and the University of Utah.